And now, an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. And so after that, you, you stick a finger in. And you don't give them the choice. You don't give them a choice. You just grab it, stick it in, and go down. Yeah, your fingers might smell weird after a while, but I mean, who cares? You got to get what you wanted. And that's all that matters. Have you ever played Tickle My Ass? It's another game you can play with women. Of course, they're not allowed to know, and they have no choice when it starts. But what you do is you take a pencil eraser. It can be the one on the pencil, or it can be just one of those that are on their own. You raise up the dress or pull down the pants, whatever they're wearing, and you just start going right on the hole. I mean, and, and they hate it and love it at the same time. They mostly love it. They mostly love it, especially when it's me, because I'm a huge star. But you just go to town. You just go to town on it. And do it to your heart's content. Another game I like to play is called Babaloo. It's where I rip off a woman's shirt and her bra, and then I just I just hit those titties. I just be like, Babaloo! Again, it hurts, but it gives me tons of pleasure, and that's all that matters. So there you go. Again, do it to your heart's content. Now, if you need to whack it, whack it, and make sure the happy ending gets all over her. Again, she'll hate it. She'll probably vomit, and after that, you shove her face in the vomit. I mean, that's just the way it works. That is the best way to do things. Another game I like to... Oh. Oh, oh my God. Oh, hell. Are we on... Oh, oh, shit. Okay, we're on. I'm, 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 um, I, I am so sorry for what I said in that recording. I apologize. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. I have the utmost respect for women. The utmost respect for women. Uh, that was just locker room talk. A uh, locker room talk. Billions and billions of dollars. China, Mexico. Grab by the pussy. Bye! Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles, and featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. And away we go once again. Welcome, one and all, to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. Uh, we've got another good one for you this week. Uh, it's an interesting one. It's all about your childhood. Or if you are a young person yourself and you're listening to this, well, this is what happened before you were born and why you should be so thankful for all that you have in this generation. This week's episode is called when I was your age. And what I'll be doing through this episode is talking to you about things that we had both back then and now, but the differences between them. For instance, the internet and phones, you know, forms of communication, all these different things. We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of all those in this week's episode. Plus, we've other we've got some other great things. But uh, before we even get started, I mean, what the hell? Uh, you heard you, you heard the sketch we did at the beginning of the uh, the show. I mean, last week. Okay, so last week we at the top of the show uh, we made fun of the de- the first debate, which was just ridiculous. And then my plan was that the beginning of this week's episode was going to make fun of the vice presidential debate, which is really just like two kids fighting on the playground but instead thanks to donald trump thanks be to god that he opened his stupid mouth again only this time it was over a decade ago uh we managed to put together something even funnier and even more to the point of why this man should not be the president of the united states I mean, my God, it's just getting ridiculous. And and what kills me is that he's without a doubt the worst presidential candidate in U.S. history. Without a doubt, the worst presidential candidate. But there are still Republicans scrambling 
trying to defend him. Okay, I, you know, I, I understand that his his supporters, his citizen supporters, would still support him. At this point in the race, I think I even said it at one point. Your 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 decision has been made. You're either going to vote Hillary, or you're going to vote Trump, or you're going to vote independent, or you're not voting at all. At this point, the decision has been made, and for the most part, I think the decision has been made in Hillary's favor. I think she's going to be winning uh, the election hands down at this point. She was going to win already, but it, it, he sealed the deal this week with that. But I mean, my God, these these poor Republicans have to scramble. Most of them, you know, a lot of them gave up their support. They said, "I cannot support somebody who speaks like this, who does these things," you know, and and they gladly walked away from him. And then there's then there's those like Rudy Giuliani who have to stand there and be like, "Yeah, no, you know, what he said was awful." But uh, yeah, you know, president, you know, it's, 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 that's how they act. And it's just sad. I know I'm not going to be able to reach uh, Trump supporters out there and be like, I, I want to tell you, don't vote for him, especially the women. Come on. You heard what he said. I, it's not locker room talk. I've been in locker rooms. They don't talk like that. OK, there's no such thing as that. It's ridiculous to even pretend that that's real. But, you know, if you're going to vote for him, vote for him. But I, I plead to all Republicans, just give it up. It's not worth that and don't make Trump bow out. Let let this roller coaster ride to the very end so we can enjoy it. Please, thank you. All right, I can go on all day about this. I just it's just ridiculous. Trump is Trump is a mess at this point. He's just a huge mess, but he's a hilarious mess. He's our mess, and that that's why we we thank him for all he does. Except running for president, please stop doing that. All right, well let's get into this week's episode. Uh, in addition to being nostalgic and talking about things from back in the day, we're also going to be touching on the clown epidemic that's been going around the world right now. It, it, it was just the nation, now it's the world. We're going to be tapping in that a little bit. We'll also talk about the Vols, offbeat October holidays, and what would the smoking hot Todd B without the Ollie Report. It's a brand new one. It's a brand new everything. So grab some more cheese dip, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. And now, an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. I did try and fuck her. She was married. And that was an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Well, this week we're talking about things that have existed for years and how different and easier it has become to use these items over the years. And that's why this week's episode is called When I Was Your Age. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't begin with the thing that probably has changed the most over the last 10, 20 years. Of course, the Internet. Or as we knew it back in the day, the World Wide Web or the Information Superhighway. Indeed. Things have changed so much over the last few years. You know, the internet really started getting popular in the 90s. That was We had the dot-com craigs of the late 90s, and it really was perfected by the mid-90s, and so thus we had the internet. And then by the time we got into the 2000s, it kept getting easier and easier as the years went by, and the internet is probably the easiest thing to access now than anything else. I mean, you can get on the internet now. With just a click of a button. Turn on your computer, you click the internet button, and you're there. You're on the internet, you can go anywhere, you can look at anything. But back in the day, boy, you know, this generation takes the internet for granted. Back in my day, it was something special. When you got on the internet, that was huge, you know. I remember the first time we got, I remember the first computer that we had. The first computer we had didn't have access to the internet. Could could not get on the internet. And can you believe it that they actually made computers that couldn't gain access to the internet? They had those because it hadn't caught up yet. And then I remember the first computer we got uh, that had 
access to the internet, and I, that was like the greatest thing ever. I couldn't believe it. I could go on websites and look at pictures, you know, and it was just amazing. And and like I said, it was such a treat to get on there because it was a hassle to get on there. Because you know, we have Wi-Fi now, you know, wireless internet, and it's no big deal. Back in the day. Dial-up. Dial-up internet. That's right. You remember the sound, right? You remember the sound that filled the room once you clicked that internet button? Because there was a button. You had to click the internet access button, then click the internet button, and then watched as it connected, as the two connected together, and then you were on the internet. And even then, there was no guarantee you were going to get what you wanted or find what you needed to find because, you know, the internet was limited back then. So, you know, you, you did the best you could for with what you had. But things changed dramatically. And, and, and the thing about it is, is I came late to the wireless internet era because that that computer I talked about the first one that had internet access we got in 1998 and we used that right up until 2008 I swear to you we did we had dial up internet until 2008 yes and then it was finally in 2008 we got uh, switched over to a wireless and I got a laptop and then eventually the next year I moved out and then I officially joined the world of wireless internet everywhere in the big city and so, and then I've never looked back and 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 like I said we we take the internet for granted nowadays cuz like oh I need to look for something well, you'll find it on the internet. Go on the internet. Go online. You'll find it there. Back in the day, boy, you still, you really couldn't rely on the internet for anything. There was no relying on the internet. That that was like last resort. That was last option. Maybe you can find it on the internet. So, and let's get on. Bing, bing, you know, that's how it worked back then. So to the generations today, if you ever have any issues with internet, you know, like it's taking too long to get on or something like that, or it's out of service for the moment, don't fret. Because think of my time when I was a kid, when you had to wait for everybody to be done on the phone and pray that nobody calls while you're on the internet because that would kick you off. And of course, while people are on the phone, you can't get on. Make sure everybody's done with their phone. Make sure they're not expecting any calls. Be prepared to wait a little while and then get on the internet. All right, time to get on the internet, baskets! There we are, computer's on, and now time to log on to the information superhighway. And away we go!
unexpectedly. Your computer may have a virus. Log out and restart your computer? Cats and dogs don't have butt cheeks! Why won't this thing log on? I've got to hurry! I'm gonna miss Friends and Frasier and Seinfeld and other 90s shows. Uh, but whatever, okay. Okay, let's see if it does it now. Girl, how you doing? Oh, not much. I'm just doing laundry. What? No! Ma, come on! Get off the phone! I gotta get on the internet! Nipples! One more outburst out of you and you ain't going to the Hootie and the Blowfish concert. Hear me? On the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Well, since there are so many creepy clown sightings and pretty much panic rolling all over the nation, organizers in Tucson, Arizona are planning a Clowns Lives Matter march. The event gives attendees the opportunity to dress up and wear clown makeup and masks in order to show that not all clowns are violent and more than 100 clowns are expected to show up to the gathering. And it all goes down on October 15th. Now, whether or not you agree with Black Lives Matter, that's an actual campaign about real issues. This is just ridiculous and raises the question, Really? Although it does kind of make you laugh, doesn't it? The fact that good clowns are having to stand up for themselves because of the bad clowns. I would love to see one of the good clowns take to television and do an editorial of why you should not lose your trust in clowns. And now, a special editorial on the clown epidemic from Bombo the Clown. Hello, I'm Bombo the Clown. Over the last few months, you've heard of something that has never occurred before in this nation called the Clown Epidemic, in which delinquent teenagers and degenerate adult men and women are dressing up like people such as myself and terrorizing neighborhoods. I'm here tonight to say that this must cease. These monsters are doing nothing but destroying our image. The real clowns of this society have done nothing wrong. We have nothing but the utmost respect for everyone. Man, woman, child, animal, it doesn't matter. We're here to entertain you, to make you laugh, to play games with you, to have fun. And then these lowlifes come along and ruin it for everyone. Now, I'm not a big fan of the scary clown costume to begin with, but I can understand that for Halloween, and these people have even ruined it for them. Those who just like to dress up like a scary clown. But how dare they? How dare these people put on clown face? 
We clowns are a proud people, and you're doing nothing but soiling our good name and our good cause, which is throwing pies at each other and squirting water into unsuspecting people's faces. Now, does Bozo have to deal with this? No. Does Ronald McDonald have to hide his face every time he wants some nuggets? No! It is us, the citizen clowns, that take this burden. We are the ones losing jobs or not getting hired because they thought they saw one of us holding a balloon in the park last night. We are being discriminated against, and it must stop. I can no longer walk down the street without hearing the snickers, without the pointing, and being called horrible names such as Smile Face, or Frizzy Hair, or the Bigfoot Freak, or having every single police officer staring you down like you're some wild animal getting ready to pounce. And it's all because of these sons of bitches who feel the need to scare people for no good reason. We can no longer hold our voices. We must speak out against these horrible monsters and show you, the public, that the good clowns are still here. And that is why we've organized a Clowns Lives Matter march. We will prove to you that the good clowns are still in existence and those people are frauds. And we invite you to attend. This has been Bumbo the Clown. Thank you very much. Here's a giraffe. DJ Poor smoking Hot Toddcast promo. Take one. All right, Poor, just say uh, this is DJ Poor and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> All right. Say it like you would say. Don't say it some way cool like, dude, you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> hmm. That's not quite the way I said it. All right, Poor, just say you're listening to the third home of Hot Toddy, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I'm here. Oh, for the love of God. Will you say it now? Bing or... bong. Damn it! The smoking hot guy poopy. I quit! Well, without a doubt, one of the major things that have changed over the last few years, last 20 years, is communication. You know, the landline was really the only way to communicate with people, really ever. I mean, it was whether it was the landline at your house or the landline on a uh, payphone, you know. Uh, or the landline at a business, the only way you were gonna call, you were gonna talk to somebody over the phone was on the phone on a table in a building. That that was the only way, <laughs> or the main way you uh, got in contact with people. But back in my day, you know, people could contact you when you're out and about, but you couldn't answer them back unless you found one of those phones. Of course, I'm talking about the pagers, right? You know, pagers were all the rage uh, 20 some odd years ago. Uh, it was the device that people would call in order to tell you, hey. I'm calling you, I'm trying to get a hold of you, and then you would go to the nearest phone and you would call them back. And those things were all the rage. I mean, that that was your iPhone of the era, was those beepers. Now, the thing now the thing about it is, is, is that cell phones were around back then. Cell phones have been around since the 80s, but they are, were extremely expensive, and, you know, nobody was really used to them yet. The landline, like I said, was all the rage. Now, a lot of people did get car phones, which were handy, unless you weren't in the car, and then they were useless. It wasn't really all that exciting, really, but it was just—it was a strange little device. Uh, but people st- stuck mostly with the pagers or the beepers. You know that—that that was the big deal, and that's how people best could get in contact with you. But now, of course, we—we we live by the cell phone. That blows—that still blows me away. And I'm one of the people that does it. I live off of my um, off my iPhone. But that's the thing—is like back in the day, this—the very thought, our whole life would be wrapped around. The cellular telephone, the cell phone. I mean, nobody would have ever thought that. 
And they have taken over our lives so much that you hardly ever need a computer. You definitely don't need a landline. I live in an apartment. I don't have a landline here. I com- I rely completely on my cell phone. And that's the way it is in this generation. It's the way it is in this world now, is that we completely rely on cell phones. And that's another reason why this generation's got it so good. Because when I was your age, back in the day... We had we we didn't have that. My parents didn't have that. I, I was just a kid. I for damn sure didn't have it. But you know, my parents came to cell phones in the early 2000s. They didn't do the 90s cell phone or the giant 80s cell phone. Like I said, the car phone. We had the car phone. And my dad lived off of his pager because he's a police officer, and so that was the emergency system that we used to get back and forth. So it just like I said, it blows my mind that we completely rely now on the cell phone. And not just to call people, but to text people, to take the place of the computer, to immediately email people through text message, if you will. Play games, you know? Check your real emails that you're not going to do on your computer. Like, you get on your computer, I'm not checking my emails, I already did it on my phone, okay? So we're good here. Take pictures, oh, that's another thing that blows me away, is that we, we have these devices now that you can take pictures. The cell phone has really taken the place of the landline, the computer, the camera, the video game system, definitely the handheld video game system, without a doubt. It's kicked Game Boy in the ass. And, of course, the pagers, too. I mean, the pagers are non-existent now. So it really does amaze me. People tend to forget that my generation is that of the 90s and that we grew up with the same things that they grew up with, essentially, with just just a, a little bit more technology. You know, our, our parents and grandparents only grew up with the landline telephone, and that's it. Uh, and then they eventually switched into the giant cell phones in the 80s, and then we had the in the 90s and the car phones but for the most part we just grew up with that too so they tend to forget that we're not the generation that has lived solely off of the laptop and the iphone we're just as surprised as you all are but i mean we you adapt to society and that's exactly what i've done i've adapted to using an iphone all the time and you know i do play games i use my apps i get on the internet i do facebook twitter everything off of that you know and that's another thing facebook and twitter i mean these are other devices that we use to get in contact with each other we don't even have to call each other or text each other anymore we can go into facebook or twitter and direct message people we can just do that there are so many forms of communication these days as opposed to what we had in, in when i was a kid it's it's absolutely amazing but you know i i do look at it as a very positive thing there are some negative aspects there's bullying and things like that there's sexting that's not good but for the most part it's awesome because you know when i was a kid i had separation anxiety one of my biggest fears was the fact that i wouldn't be able to get in contact with my parents and which is difficult when you have just a landline you would never be able to you you couldn't get in contact with them unless they were somewhere with a phone so it is very comforting to know now that you we have all these modes but uh but never but never just like the internet do not take the cell phone for granted okay because when we were growing up we didn't have all that it was not like what it is today And now, an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. I I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where that's some nice furniture. (laughs) And that was an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Well, we weren't sure if it was going to happen or not, but unfortunately it did. The Tennessee Volunteers fell to Texas A&M this past Saturday. And uh, you know you know something, though? Usually, because if you remember the Vols updates from last season, you, you remember that it was kind of heartbreaking. Every time we had a loss and I had to come on here, it was kind of heartbreaking. I'm not heartbroken. I feel fine. I, I, it felt like it never even happened. You know why? Because we were 5-0. and before this game. We were pretty sure that we were going to lose this one anyway. 
And the thing is, though, we almost won it. We took the Aggies into two overtimes, and we were ahead through most of the last half and through the overtimes. But one interception, sadly, in the second overtime lost us the game. But let me tell you something. We kept up with them till the bitter end. We, we showed off our new talent that we uh, uh, started this season, which is us being the, the comeback kid in the second half. We did that again. We were behind through the, the whole first half, and then we came stomping back in the second half. And then we were able to tie it right before the game ended, and then boom, we went into overtime, two overtimes, double overtime, and sadly we lost in the last one. But I don't think really any nobody walked away with their head down after this game. It was such a great battle. And again, we kind of expected to lose going into it. Uh, and the thing is now, the, the, probably the two hardest games of the season are back-to-back. It's us at Texas A&M last week, and then this week we're back home with the Alabama Crimson Tide, the number one team not just in the SEC, but in the nation. So this is another huge, hugely tough game. But the thing about it is we here in Big Orange Country are predicting, and a lot of different people out there are doing the same, that we might actually win this game against Alabama. I'm not even sure when the last time was that we beat Alabama. It had to be the mid-2000s. We're looking at 04 or 06, and that was it. That was the last time. And now we actually have a really good chance of beating them. We, we beat Florida, finally. For the first time in 12 years, we beat Georgia at Georgia for the first time since 2006. And so, you know, we're, we're on a roll here. You know, I mean, sure, we lost to Texas A&M, but you know what? We, we played hard. We played rough, and we did our job. In the end, it was just not our game. At Al- with Alabama coming to town, we very well could finally beat them. It, it, it's, it's not out of our grasp. Uh, we've learned now that if within the first two quarters, if we're behind, even da- behind down double digits in the 20s, maybe even 30s, we're not going to worry because we get into the second half, we shine. That is, our, that is our time this season is the second half. So I'm pretty sure that we'll walk in there and the sec- we'll probably start losing in the first half. We'll come back in the second half, and it's going to be within those last 10 minutes, maybe even five minutes, where the real answer will start to show. Can we beat them or will we not? Will we tie with them in the end and go to overtime or will one of us win? Who knows? But I, I believe it's it's that it's that last six or seven, five minutes in that area that it really de- that really decides the game, that really shows its true colors and makes the decision of what this game is going to end up being. And I believe that's the way it's going to be with Alabama. Alabama should be worried. Alabama should be on their best behavior and be on their tippy toes with us this year because we're nothing to mess with. They said it last year. They said after our loss to them last year that this team is getting bigger and better and they're going to be a team to deal with the next season. And we're proving that. 5-0 and for the first time since 1998. We've lost one game since the season started and it was a really, really hard team. And we almost, But we almost beat them. So, you know, the odds are in our favor. I believe that Tennessee, I'm going to say, before we leave here, because we're actually we're going to take a week off after this week, and then we'll be back the next week. So we won't immediately talk after the Alabama game to discuss what happened. But I will be back, and I will be talking about it in two weeks. So I'm, I'm actually going to leave it here by saying we are going to beat Alabama for the first time since I, I got to look it up. Let me let me look here for, for the first time since 2006. I was right. Yes, this will be if we win this year, it'll be the first time in 10 years that we have beaten Alabama. And that would be huge. We've already broken some fantastic records this year. So why not? Let's add to it. I say we beat Alabama right here in Big Orange Country this Saturday. Mark my words. It's going to happen. And with that in mind. I'll be back here in two weeks with the next Vols update. 
Go Vols. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! The Smoking Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to The Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. Well, this week is a very special week because it follows the second presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We wanted to get Ollie on the scene to get the scoop of how everyone felt before, during, and after this debate. And so now, without further ado, live from Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, it's the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are things out there? Don't say anything. What? What's going on? I'm covering something that involves Donald Trump. You know what happens when I do that. Oh, you mean... Yeah! I get the living shit bit out of me. Now just be quiet, all right? Well, you are at Washington University, right? Yeah, that's where you all right, take it easy, all right? Everything's going to be fine here. Let's, let's mellow out, okay? Let's mellow out. Have you seen any Trump supporters down there or, or any of his staff? No, but that don't mean nothing. They just come out of nowhere. They just start beating me. And there you are screaming. Letting the whole world know where I am. Biscuits. My car won't start. I don't know what to do. I can't get out of here, but I see clouds and trees and buildings. People are dressed kind of warmly because it's getting cool now. Hashtag haircut. Right, Ollie, that's enough. Come on. Get it together here. You're on the phone line. Nobody's going to be able to hear me. So just talk. Have you spoken with any undecided voters about how they felt this debate went? Because on CNN, most of the undecided voters they spoke to said that Hillary won by a landslide. Have you spoken to anybody else to get their reaction? Of course I have. And everybody I've spoken to has said Hillary's won. But I can't say that out loud. Donald Trump supporters will come out of nowhere and beat me. The last time, somebody tweaked my nipples while they spanked my ass. I thought at first it was some sort of sex thing, and I started liking it. Until they put a Trump Make America Great Again sticker around my mouth and tell me what a bitch I am. Then I knew it was a political thing. Station! Well, okay. Well, at least you're doing your job while you're out there. All right, well, so you've, you've spoken to undecided voters. Uh, how about Donald Trump supporters? How did he do in the debate? Because most people said Hillary won. What have they said about his performance? Oh, well, I can proudly say on that note that Donald Trump supporters loved his style during the debate. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Who doesn't love Donald Trump baskets? All right, very good. All right, what about Hillary supporters? Shut up. Of course they said Hillary won. And they're all for saying that Donald Trump supporters are deplorables. But I can't say that because I will get hit. Do you not understand? I could die here. This could be my death. But this might be the last time you ever speak to me, Hatani. Cats and dogs do not have butt cheeks. However, women do. And that's what Donald Trump wants to squeeze. All right, stop. <laughs> Oh my god, Ollie, you're just, you're freaking out over there. Well, what you said there does actually lead me into my next question. Uh, How do people feel over there about the audio that was released with Donald Trump in it uh, last week? Of course, those were some horrible, horrible things that he said. How are most people feeling about it? Oh, let's face facts. It doesn't matter. The Hillary people hate it. And normal people, whether they're undecided or like Hillary or not, hate it. But the Trump people are like, eh, who cares? I'm still going to vote for him. So what are we doing here, Hot Toddy? Can I just come home now? Trump is going to lose the election. And that's what we all want. Hillary will win. But I cannot say that out loud because... Oh, hello. How are we today? Oh, let me guess. There's... Yep, yep. Donald Trump supporters slash staff all around me. And... Oh, oh, oh. 
Is he? He just gets beat up every time he goes and does one of these things. You're just now figuring that out? Oh my god! So Trump isn't a bad guy, he just shouldn't be president! Ollie, are you alright? You! Alright, Dan. That's gonna do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Ollie Smoking Hot Toddcast promos. Take one. All right, Ollie. Just say this is Ollie, and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast show podcast station. Okay. All right, Ollie. This time, just say uh, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Smoking Ollie Report. No, that's not. Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie. This time, just say this is the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Biscuits. Damn it. Okay, Ollie. Just say the words the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside. I see people. I see grass and trees and. I hate you. The Smokin' Hot Todd. Smokin' Hot Toddcast! You suck, Ollie! Well, as I'm recording this, uh, I just got done listening to some music on my iPod. A lot of people make fun of me because I still use an iPod. Can you believe that? It's 2016, and I'm getting made fun of for using an iPod. Because nowadays, most people listen to music on their phones. You know, the, the, the iPod kind of faded away when the iPhones really started to kick into gear. And so now, most of the time, if you're wanting to listen to your favorite song, you're going to listen to it on your phone. And, you know, it, it, the, the iPhone is updated once again to the point where you don't even need a headphone jack. Everything is wireless now. Everything has changed so much, but I kind of got caught up in the iPod craze. I never really wanted to come out of that because my phone I use for a lot of different things. For calling, texting, pictures, games, stuff like that. It, it, music will just take up all of the all of the data, you know? It, it'll take up all the room on there. And why would I do that when I have a device that will play the music all the time? So I still use an iPod, and I'm proud of it to do so. I'm proud of it. And I just find it weird that people think that I'm old because I use an iPod, because when you think about it, when I was growing up, you didn't have any of that. You didn't have the phone that played the music. You didn't have the iPod that played the music or the MP3 player. If you wanted to listen to your favorite song or songs, you had to pop in the CD or you had to pop in the tape. You couldn't listen. You couldn't even listen to music on the internet. The internet was not perfected enough for that yet. If you wanted to listen to music, you had to buy the CD. You had to go to a store, buy the CD or tape, bring it home, pop it in the nearest CD and or tape player, and and then go to town, play whatever you wanted to play. And uh, and that and that also boggles my mind how far we've come in that because you know I, I again I live in an apartment now. I don't even have a stereo system. I don't have any of that. I just rely on my iPod, or I'll go to my iTunes uh, on my computer, uh, plug in some speakers, and then I can have the music here. You know that's just the way it is. Things have changed. The computer and the phone have replaced CDs. And, and boomboxes and CD players. You just don't need any of that now. And that's amazing. And, and the phone really has replaced the iPod. Again, I'm old in this equation because I still use the iPod. But can you imagine how old people will think I am when I tell them I still listen to CDs too? I even have some tapes still. I like listening to tapes and CDs. It's amazing. And, you know, I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. When I was growing up, like I said, that was the only way you could listen to music. And I did it all the time. I loved listening to, to CDs and stuff like that. Now, the only only problem with listening to CDs and tapes is that you do run into the problem of skipping. You know, the CD would get like a mark on it or something or some dust and then they would stop, start skipping or the tape. I, I hated the tape. Anybody who enjoyed listening to music on tape, 
I, you must be a special kind of person because I hated that crap. That was the worst because the tape, eventually the tape would get worn out. You'd listen to it a thousand times and the tape would get worn out and then the, all the tape would start, you know, unfolding and then you would get, take the tape out of the player and it was everywhere or or it would start to skip too or, you know, it would get, like the tape would get hung or something like that. I mean, it was awful. I mean, that was, that was, the, that was the era of when you could see the music and it could easily get messed up. Nowadays, you don't have to see the music. It just automatically gets put on your computer and or phone, and then you can just go to town, do whatever you want. Which is why I'm surprised sometimes that vinyl has made such a big comeback. You know, if you if you collect vinyl now, if you go out and get a vinyl record now, you're cool. You know, you're part of the in crowd. You're a hipster. You know, you're doing the you're doing the this century thing. You're doing this decade thing. But if I go out and buy a CD, I'm old. <laughs> or if I if I track down an old cassette, I'm old. You know, for some reason, records have surpassed CDs in being cool, and it's made a comeback. So so remember that now for this generation, uh, if you want if you want music, either download it or buy it on vinyl. That's the only way you're going to be cool. If you buy it on CD or tape, you're a loser. Just remember that. And again, this whole thing about listening to music on your computer, on your iPod, or on your phone is ridiculous. Because when I was your age, the only thing we could do was CDs or tapes. You know, I was I was after the records, so I, I didn't get that. But uh, but like I said, vinyl has now made a comeback. So if you want to be a part of the in crowd, get vinyl. But if you really want to be in the in crowd. Uh, listen to music on your computer. But I'm sorry, I'm pretty biased on this. My favorite era of listening to music was listening to it on a CD, in a CD player, and just letting the chips fall where they may. <sighs> Alright, let's get some tunes going. we go. Uh, uh. I sure hope I don't have to pay these guys a bunch of money cause I'm playing them on my podcast. Oh, shoot, shoot. Alright, alright, hold on, hold on. All right, back at it. Yep. Seriously, we've mentioned them a lot. And now we're playing one of their songs. I bet I'll get sued. And then they'll own the smoking Hot Top Cast and call it Hootie's Join. Sakes. Can't get through one fucking song. I'm listening to CDs, not the MP3s. I'm proving to the world that this way is still pretty cool. Oh, shit! Uh, come on! Man. 
get in there, play right, play right. How did it get to the end? How did it skip to the end? Well, guess we gotta listen to it all over again. Son of a bitch! I fucking love CDs, yeah! And now, an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. And that was an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Phones, computers, internet, you can go on all day about stuff like that in terms of what's changed over the last 20 or so years. But vehicles, I think we would be sorely remiss if we didn't mention vehicles and how much they've changed over the years. You know, forgetting the fact that we now have energy-efficient vehicles, cars that run on electricity, and ones that don't completely destroy the environment. I mean, that's fantastic, but that aside, I and mean, we've already got vehicles that do some incredible things. We now have vehicles that basically drive themselves, because we have cars that do not need a key to start. You just push a button and it starts, whether it's a button inside the car, or it's the remote itself that you're carrying, it can start it. You can now open doors with sensors and buttons. You don't. You no longer have to pull handles anymore. And to top it all off, they're, they're actually in the works. They're, there's actually cars out there already that do not need a driver. You can get in the car and the car drives its freaking self. There's driverless cars out there. And it's interesting that we're doing this episode this week because just this past Sunday, uh, I watched a 60 Minutes story on artificial intelligence and how much it is growing over the uh, over the last few years and how it's getting so extreme now that we have to be careful because they're, they're, they're saying that a Terminator, uh, the Judgment Day type thing, is possible because artificial intelligence is getting bigger and better every single day. Uh, Watson, I think is his name uh you know that went on jeopardy and did all that stuff if you're if you know what i'm talking about uh it's getting so advanced now that it's almost human and they are taking uh the elements of watson and putting them into robots and putting them into different things and if that wasn't scary enough they're actually creating humanoid like robots humans uh, robots essentially with skin with movable eyes and things like that that are able to speak for themselves that are able to think for themselves and and it's really creepy because charlie rose is the one doing the story he was the robot was answering his questions telling him that he that she wants to be immortal and that she wants to be above humans i mean that's kind of a frightening thing to think about we already have a robot saying i essentially want to destroy humans so that robots can rule the world so i mean we are already that far in ai and they are in the process of working on driverless vehicles you know what i'm saying this is this is this is unprecedented and it's exciting but it's scary as hell at the same time because think about artificial intelligence is it's absolutely amazing it's amazing it's scary and it's also kind of bad all at the same time it's amazing because it is you know new technology coming out uh it is scary because the thought maybe it's getting too smart and maybe it could take us over one day but it's also kind of sad too because they're they're designing these robots to essentially take the jobs uh from hard-working americans you know the construction workers and things like that but you know what if 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 artificial intelligence can find a way to not make me have to get up early in the morning and drive a vehicle 
I'd be 100% okay with that. I'm fine with not driving my car. I'll just uh, let something else drive my vehicle. You know, that that's fine. I don't really mind. I don't really care. But uh, it would have to be perfected like 400 times over because I would not trust any vehicle straight off the market uh, that could drive itself around because, yeah, I just don't see that ending very well. So they'd have to beta test it quite a few times before I get in the car with this system. Uh, but the whole point of this, I it, it uh, there is a point that is related to this week's episode of the Toddcast, um, is the fact that when I was your age, <laughs> and, and when your parents were that age, and, and so on and so forth, we've never had vehicles like this before. You know, I don't ever, we, we didn't have the button starting uh, car, or the remote starting car, or the sensors that can open up uh, doors for you, and then, and for damn sure, we never thought about a driverless vehicle. I mean, these are, these are, brand new inventions crazy inventions that we never thought would happen and how here we are artificial intelligence has taken a huge step forward you know ai was still just kind of getting started even in the 90s you know we we had some cool stuff but nothing like this i think we've really are really starting to perfect things and so now a driverless vehicle i mean come on that that that's exciting to me but like I said, you'd have to get it just right before I get behind the wheel. Because, yeah, it's scary as hell. And I for damn sure wouldn't want to be the first citizen to ride in the driverless car. Wow, I can't believe it. I cannot believe that I, D.A. Williams, am the first person ever to own a self-driving car. I mean, it's just outstanding. I can't wait to get in here. Let's do this. All right, in and ready to go. Hello, Mr. Williams. How are you today? Oh, my God, it knows my name and everything. Hi there, how are you? Where would you like to go? Uh, why, why don't you just drive around for a little while? We'll just hang out here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, that's nice. Just cruising around for a little while. Nothing wrong with that. <sighs> this is peaceful. Nothing to do now but just relax. Did you say crash? I'm sorry? Okay, crash. No, 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 no. I didn't say crash. I, I said relax. No, 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 wait, whoa! Don't go! Slow down! No! Oh my god! No! Your hands on the wall! No! Stop! Stop! System stopping. Hey! Oh! Oh my god! What the hell was that about? Oh! We're not off to a good start. Oh. Whoo! Alright, car, just just go back to driving. Holy cow! Oh my god! That's the scariest damn thing I've ever experienced! Ever! Whoo! Okay, well car, uh, up ahead, why don't you take a ride? Damn, my leg's awfully stiff after that. Did you say right? Off the cliff? No, 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 no. I said my leg is stiff. I just want you to turn right. Okay. Right off the cliff. Oh, no! Oh! No, car! No! Stop! Oh, my God! The cliff! Stop! System stopping. Oh! Oh, God, my head! What is wrong with you? What makes you think I want to do these things? Oh, my God! Okay, I'm not sure how I feel right now about the self-driving car. I'm just, I'm a little beside myself. Uh, maybe, maybe I should take over. Flip over? No, 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 I didn't say flip over. No. Okay, flipping over. Oh my God. Whoa! 
Owie. Did you say explode? No, no, I didn't say- Okay, explode. Oh, for fuck's sake. Have a good day, Mr. Williams. Uh -huh. You're listening to the Smokey Light Podcast. Well, we are in October, and of course, uh, when we think of October, we think of the uh, the scariest day of the year, Halloween, which comes up on the 31st. We also kind of look at it as the beginning of the holiday seasons. We close in on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's and all of that. But when it comes to holidays in October, we only associate this month with Halloween. But what you may not know is there are actually plenty more holidays throughout the month. So if Halloween is just not enough for you... I have here the 15 offbeat holidays you can celebrate within October. Now, today is October 13th, so it's kind of pointless to go through the ones that uh, that have already happened. Needless to say, there are some cool ones. There's Mad Hatter Day on the 6th, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving on the 8th, National Taco Day on the 4th. That was my favorite. Uh, but now it is time to move on. Uh, what's coming up here in the last half of the month. And just two days from now, on October 15th, we have Global Handwashing Day. I kid you not, Global Handwashing Day. The Global Public-Private Partnership for Handwashing with Soap felt it necessary to create an entire day of awareness to spread the gospel of clean hands. Anyone can celebrate, and public health benefits, of course, it's a win-win. All right, and then the day after that, on October 16th, there's National Dictionary Day. That's right, you can celebrate the holiday by learning 20 new words in your Webster or Oxford's Dictionary. Uh, here's one that I will never be able to uh, participate in, or at least I don't think I will be in the near future. On October 18th is National No Beard Day. That's right. Uh, it's calling for anybody who regularly shaves uh, to celebrate, or if you have a beard, such as yours truly, uh, you are to shave it that day. And I say, uh, screw you on that, because I love my beard and it's not going anywhere. Uh, so there you have it. Now, on the next day, on October 19th, there's Evaluate Your Life Day. If I did that, honestly, uh, I would need more than just one day. So that's why I probably will not be recognizing that day either. Uh, but, you know, those all-important questions. Who are you? What do you want? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? You know... You sit there and you ponder on those questions, and hopefully by the first of the next year, you'll have it all worked out. That is the goal. You set yourself a goal on October 19th on Evaluate Your Life Day. You evaluate, and then you work out some goals, and you have it all worked out by the beginning of next year. Good luck with that if you plan on celebrating. Um, on the next day after that, on October 20th, there's Information Overload Day. Much like what you hear on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What it is is the, the Information Overload Challenge suggests you send 10% fewer email messages beginning on, but not ending on, the 20th of October. For example, if you were going to email this post, the post of the 15 offbeat holidays, to 100 of your closest friends, instead email it to 90. That's all you got to do. Just take it down 10. If you were going to email it to 100, just email it down to 90. Simple as that. Uh, on October 24th, I will definitely not be celebrating this day because it's National Baloney Day. I hate baloney. But if you're uh, if you're looking to have some uh, some baloney, uh, the October 24th is the day to do it. Simple as that. National Baloney Day. Uh, coming up on October 26th, Nevada Day. It is a legal holiday in Nevada. The day commemorates its entry into statehood and frontier roots. It became the official 36th state on Halloween Day in 1864. But due to that pesky other holiday, falling on the same date known as 
Halloween, uh, state, vo- state voters decided in 1999 to observe the holiday on the last Friday of every October with parades, concerts, balls, etc. So October 31st, though we do consider it to be Halloween, it's actually also Nevada Day. So remember, remember Nevada on Halloween when you're getting your candy. And finally, uh, the day before uh, Halloween, on October 30th, there's Mischief Night. Now, you probably have heard that one. That one's not much of a secret. Mischief Night is the day where most people put on their costumes and go out and and do crazy things, have crazy parties and stuff like that. Uh, It's it's also known as Hell Night. In the United States, teenage hooligans prowl their suburban streets with toilet paper, eggs, and mischief in their hearts. Unless you enjoy a good prank, we suggest you stay inside and don't answer the doorbell. So think of it as the purge, all right? Just don't don't leave your house on October 30th. Uh, and also, just kind of as a fair warning, uh, and this is very serious. We, we, we cracked a joke about it earlier on, on the podcast here. Uh, if you're going to dress up either on Mischief Night and or Halloween or any day before then, uh, please don't dress up as a clown. Just don't do it. Don't dress, your, don't dress up as a clown and, and act crazy because you, you could be endangering yourself and others. So just let's bypass the clowns this year. Let's just find a nice, uh, you know... A witch or something to wear just just anything other than that because it could cost you your life but uh and on that morbid note there you have it um those are the holidays that you can celebrate in the last half of october with the exception of halloween of course that's always still on the plate so go out enjoy and happy october you're listening to the most splendiferous the most fantastic the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts the smoking hot toddcast what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it may god have mercy on your soul of course a couple of segments ago we were talking about how they are now trying to make driverless cars and of course you heard the little sketch there with da and miss pangrino about him trying to give directions uh, to the vehicle and the vehicle misunderstanding him and doing crazy things and, and that's the fear that is the fear of a driverless vehicle to me is like okay how how do we know that this is perfected how do we know that this car is going to do what you wanted to do and that's my real hesitation but that reminds me of course you know another huge thing that is different today than back when i was a kid is the fact that we have that system we have the system of a computer in the car telling you where you need to go and let me tell you something i am so glad that we have that you know because i never really worried about it when i was a kid because i figured when i was a kid by the time i was an adult i would know this stuff i would learn this stuff but i noticed as i got older i am horrible with directions okay i have no idea where i'm going i i don't know and i can't i don't do maps i don't know what is this squiggly line this squiggly line looks like it's going off the map am i supposed to go off the map you know it's a frightening thing to think about so i kind of get down on my knees and thank god every day that when it came time for me to start learning directions that i had a gps system the gps system is phenomenal you know doesn't matter if you have the little garmin block that you you know the portable thing that you have or if you have it built into your car 
if you've got OnStar or whatever it is, that is the probably the, one of the single greatest inventions that has come around in the last decade is the GPS system. Because it's like I said, I, I half the time don't know where I'm going, and you know I can't follow anything. I can't ask people. I'm not I'm not the typical guy that oh I don't need to ask directions. No, it's not that I don't want to ask directions. I don't understand people <laughs> when they talk. I have no idea what what they're talking about or where they're talking about and especially if I've never been in the area so I am very thankful for, for the GPS system I'm thankful for all the stuff that we've talked about how well it's improved over the years but this is this is the major thing right here I am so glad we have a device that tells us where the hell to go because I would just be lost all the time but think about it when when I was a kid I, I had to watch my parents you know deal with the maps or deal with uh, directions they had written down uh, whenever our our favorite vacation spot we've been there many times since I was a kid is Daytona Beach and I remember back in the day uh, they had the directions written down on a piece of paper it was the same piece of paper they took with us every single year that we went down there because that was the only way they could remember they also had the map in there too just in case they forgot or, or lost the paper or something uh, but you know nowadays it's very simple just plug in the GPS take a nap you know it, it, don't worry about it you don't have to hold the map anymore the the computer will tell me where I'm going so we're good to go, and and that's a beautiful thing too. You know, I in addition to doing the smoking hot podcast, uh, and I'm also on, and I also do two radio shows. In addition to those three things, I also I'm also a promotional technician uh, for the radio stations that I work for. My main job is to drive the vehicles, the, the company vehicles, to uh, live remote ve- uh, locations, and set up shop there. If we didn't have these GPS systems, I would have lost that job a long time ago. I've been there for four years. I probably would have lost it within the first six months. Okay, that's that's how severe it is, How just how bad with directions I am. I would have never been able to do this job. And, and, and it made me start thinking, you know, it's been within the last 10, 15 years that we've gotten the GPS system. And so I've often wondered, how did people deal with this? How did, how did people in my position before I got there deal with this up till now? Because I, I, don't, I, I don't see them ever being able to do it but that was a different time that's a different era i'm a part even though i grew up watching that i when i became an adult i'm a part of the era of the gps so i again i thank god for that thing uh you know now i'm not stupid enough to actually drive off the cliff if it tells me to drive off the cliff uh but then again uh, the gps system is not actually in control of the car i'm in control so thank goodness for that but yeah now the gps system is, is probably one of the greatest inventions uh, of the last few years so I, i'm very pro that but yeah when i was your age we had the maps and if you didn't have the maps you didn't know where you were going thank you gps for making us laugh about directions again. And now, an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Grab him by the pussy. And that was an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Well, I hope you enjoyed this trip down memory lane where we look back on how things were back in the day when we were growing up, how the internet was all dial-up, how you didn't have your cell phone to talk to people with. You either got them on the car phone or you beeped them and then they have to find a phone to call you back. How we no longer have to deal with maps. We just push the button of where we want to go and the computer takes us there. We no longer have to worry about it. So for those of you who have lived entirely in this generation, I mean, it's just the norm. But for people like me who watched it get developed and went from the old way to the new way, 
it's incredible. It still, to this day, is incredible to see all this stuff and how it works now, even after it's all said and done. So that, that's why I wanted to get into this little bit, just you know, to give you to give you an idea of how different things are nowadays. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. That's going to do it for us this week. We're going to take another week off, but we will be back in two weeks with a very special episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. It's the it'll be the last week before Halloween when we return. So therefore. In two weeks, we will bring to you another Scare-tastic Halloween special. That's right, the second one coming your way in two weeks. So get ready to be scared, but still laugh your ass off. It's one of it's probably if not my favorite episode of the season. It's definitely like in the top three of favorite episodes that we do here on the Smoking Hot Podcast. So be prepared for the next Scare-tastic Halloween special. It's coming your way in two weeks. You can follow me on all social media. It's Hot Toddy on Facebook, Vine, Periscope, uh, Mixcloud, YouTube. It's at Hot Toddy ninety one to on Twitter, hottest underscore toddy on Instagram, and hot toddy 75 on Instagram. You can follow Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, and Doc Summit at Kev Summit all on Twitter. And so, until the scare-tastic Halloween special coming your way in two weeks, this is Hot Toddy saying, even Bombo was scary. Mm-hmm.